Welcome, bienvenidos to Chisme That Matters, a Latinx podcast created to redefine chisme by having mindful-ish conversations about topics that matter. And this is your host, Kim Perales. If you cannot roll your R's, it's okay, just call me KP. Hola, hello everyone. Welcome to another Chisme That Matters. I am super excited as usual because we're going to have an awesome Chisme with an awesome human being. And today's Chismosa is Claire Guarín. And I am excited to have her because I found her through one of the classes that I'm taking with Joy Valerie. If you have not heard of her, please go check her out. And we just talk about our skin. And I know that nowadays a lot of people are getting into getting more healthy, taking care more of their skin. But it's not easy for a lot of us to do so because we are just not born with like the Barbie skin, you know? <laughs> so, so yeah, so when I met and you know Claire sorry I was just so excited because we need more people like her in this world and that's why I wanted to have a chisme with her so welcome Claire thank you so much no this is great um if you want I can just uh, tell the audience a yeah. bit about myself yeah that, that's what so, that's what you need to do <laughs> I love for people <laughs> to introduce themselves kind of talk about themselves and brag what they do and whatnot so, it yeah, sounds there good you go. this is your so my name is Claire. I, it's a weird name for a Colombian, but I'm Colombian. I'm an esthetician. I'm a marketer. I'm a polyglot. I speak a ton of different languages. And I love skincare and I love multicultural marketing. So I founded my brand, Beauty Traucia, already six years ago. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to create a space really for... Um, for women of color, it, it originally actually started out as a sort of a PR service on social media for for local beauty uh, businesses that really didn't have a big social media reach. They didn't know how to publicize their service, how to take pictures. And I would kind of go and help them. And they're mostly I started I actually started it back when I was living in in Long Island City in Queens. And a lot of the businesses around me, they're Brazilians, they're Colombians. And that's something that's kind of close to my heart. And for me to go there and introduce myself, of course, back then, I had no idea what I was doing. I was just doing it on the fly. And that's how you start with anything. But Mm -hmm. it's grown into something that's really kind of special. And right now, what I'm doing on my page is I am giving skincare advice in multiple languages and soon I'm going to be having my own podcast where I'm going to be interviewing other estheticians of color so that's going to be great and in in addition to that thanks to Joy she's always kind of been after us to kind of monetize our services and stop doing everything for free because I do have a blog as well and I started a, a virtual consult service and Kim was actually one of my clients last month and that was great it was guys like i honestly you guys have to go and check out her blog also her instagram page are it's full of like tips like how to take care your skin and whatnot and and i think what is awesome and what attracted me about like her energy is that she said that she's kind of tired of seeing all these influencers kind of just like saying hey this is this is the best product out there but without considering that not every product is for everyone and exactly. that's why people get frustrated. So, yeah, Claire, I'm like, I, I love the, our consultation. And I'm actually going to go to, you know, follow your steps <laughs> like next great. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that, last week was like a little busy. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, and you and I are marketers. So we understand the other part of the, the business. We understand influencer marketing. It's so, so huge right now. But at the same time, it's people's skin. Mm-hmm. So if they're saying, oh, I love this 
CeraVe product, for example, and CeraVe is a great brand if you don't have a lot of money to spend. But one, some, just because one product worked well for somebody doesn't mean that it's going to work for you because you have mm-hmm. different needs. You have different skin. You're not that person. So yeah. what I'm trying to do in my consults is provide affordable cons- provide affordable services because people can say, oh, I don't have $100 to go spend. I'm charging $30 for a half an hour. It, I'm really trying to make it accessible for people. Mm-hmm. I have clients back in Colombia. I have clients in Brazil. And I'm just trying to kind of spread the word that you can you can find an affordable skincare routine that's going to give you results. And you don't have to spend an arm on the leg. You don't have to go putting pond cream like our abuelitas would do. And all of these crazy, like, remedios caseros. It drives me crazy to see all coconut these, all oil. these things. Coconut oil. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on the coconut oil. But, yeah, it, the DIY skincare, you can have such a bad reaction to that. And it's really frustrating to me because you're trying to save money and then you end up going spending more to fix it because you had an allergic reaction you have to go to the dermatologist and that's hundreds of dollars and you could have just booked a facial and bought the products that the esthetician is selling Mm. so that's part of what I'm trying to do with my my consults is also promoting the the small businesses because the big beauty stores they have enough money they don't they don't (laughs) they want your business but they don't survive on it whereas the small businesses especially now they're in COVID, they're struggling. So why not help them? They're going to look at you in person and they'll be able to say, okay, maybe you maybe try XYZ routine, but if you can't spend that much money, just try this. This is what you need for now. And I don't understand why more people don't do that, but I guess convenience is key. Yeah, and also capitalism. And, you know, I feel like, I feel that because we live in such a world where, we rely so much on corporations because we feel like, oh, they have the money to do the cor- like the the correct research. Like we can trust them, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, like you said, they just want they just they want your money. But do they they are really interested in like helping you? You know, mm-hmm. and like what gets me is like we can't even trust the this FDA or USDA. Trust me, I have heard stories. Yeah. I've been in the industry where I'm like, what are you guys doing? Sometimes mm-hmm. they approve things just to approve. And even if it's not approved, they still put it out there in the market and people still trust that because it's, still a, buy it. yeah. it's a name of the company. Oh, it should be good. You know, like they are the ones that spend money on research, but do they? I mean, we don't know yeah. what's going on behind the scene. You don't know anything. We don't know any. We don't know about the chemical formulations or any of this. I mean, that's a topic for a different day because that's gonna get me really like worked mm-hmm. up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I try to. Yeah, mm-hmm. I try to just point people in the right direction while I keep their budget in mind. Because yeah. there's also other estheticians and they're great and they give great consults, but at the end of the day, they're trying to sell you the lines that they carry because they they're trying to make a commission on that. Whereas me, I don't have yeah. any affiliations with any bra- any brands, any spas, so I'm really giving you a personalized recommendation. Yeah, that's so. awesome. Yeah, so Thank you. for you, it's like, how did everything start? Because we all have a story. It's like, okay, why am I doing huh. this? Like, why skin? So uh, when I was back when I was living in Long Island City, I went on birth control, and I had like a really bad reaction on like the hormonal line on like the jaw. Mm-hmm. And they warned me about that when I when I first started because like you're taking like really strong medicine, 
And I went for facials and I would go and I'd be talking to the esthetician the whole time and asking them, oh, what are you doing now? What's this step? What is that machine? And they were encouraging me, you should really go to school for this. You have like a passion for it. They could tell even when I was lying there on the table, even when I was supposed to be calm, I was like, what are you doing? What's this? How? Like, what does this ingredient do kind of thing? And they're just like, you should be an esthetician. So that's what I did. Uh, they recommended that I went to Christine Valmy. And yeah, that's where I went. And the rest is history. It was really intense. It was full-time program for, I don't even know, it was 600 hours, I think. It was a long time. Really hard. I had to brush off my high school chemistry and biology and physiology and learn about all these ingredients and customer service skills and marketing. There's a lot of things that you don't think goes into a treatment, but really it does. And you have to learn about electricity because you're using electricity on the skin and all these different treatments. And it's a lot. <laughs> and then after that, then you have to take two state board exams. And luckily I passed them both. They were difficult. They were not easy, but mm. I did that. And then after I graduated, I was just like, okay, now what? Um, I don't really have any experience. So where can I go to do that? So a family friend back in Bogota is actually um, a plastic surgeon, and he offered for me to go there and kind of intern and shadow his estheticians there and learn the body treatments. So that's what I did. It was really cool. And then while I was there, um, I really got I, my brand had already existed. My brand existed before I became an esthetician. But while I was there, I decided to kind of pivot the brand because I was talking to other people and they were talking about, oh, they didn't know that coconut oil was bad for the skin or, or all of the, they didn't know that they couldn't use like remedios caseros on their skin for sunscreen. And I'm just like, there's like a disconnect in information. If people don't speak English, they don't have the access to this information. Mm. And like brands here, they're not educating people on their skin. And it's terrible because... You can get skin cancer if you're not wearing sunscreen properly and all these horrible things and acne and just so that's kind of what motivated me to make the brand globally inclusive. Mm. And through that, um, I started blog. I, I created WordPress plugins where I can have a drop down option and you can pick Spanish and English right now. I don't know how to do it for three options because I also speak Portuguese. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I've, I've, I try my best to, to write consistently in both languages, translating the posts. I'm getting pretty good. And I'm, well, not, not pretty good. I'm getting decent at Canva, making the graphics and translating that. And I'm just trying to kind of build the global community and educate people from from a professional perspective without being like so creída and like being like, oh, I'm the best. I'm a licensed professional. He's like, no, I want to help you. <laughs> like book a consult with me. I would love, love for your financial support, but I'm here to help you kind mm. of thing. So that's really in a nutshell. Oh, I need to take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, it's, it's just when you have to say so much about it. And yeah. I love when people talk about themselves because sometimes we don't realize how, how much we have evolved until someone mm -hmm. asks you a question and you're mm -hmm. like, oh, damn, I did that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I have done yeah, this. Yeah. Like, I went through this. And then you're like, oh, shit. You know, I'm not creída, but you know what? I am kind of the shit. <laughs> and, like, the brand, it, it frustrates me because the brands here, they don't do a good enough job with their multicultural marketing. So I was just mm. like, you know what? Instead of waiting around for somebody to do it, let me just create it. Because I, I might not know what I'm doing, but I'm going to learn along the way and I'm going to help people while I do it. So... That's awesome. Um, that's I, I think that's, that's amazing. Yeah, and like something that you mentioned that our 
some brands or no actually our community latino community they're not really well educated in this topic it's like we try to mm-hmm. yes you know follow our ancestors uh, like as recipes because natural I remedies always, i always think about this like i uh, i believe in my incas you know and all that you know but i'm like yo back in the days how did they do it you know like i don't i never mm-hmm. seen an inca but i'm like do they have the type of skin that we have right now? Is it the foods that we're eating because they're processed? I mean, I know it, it, it goes a lot into like what affects our, our skin, especially on the face, right? Like for example, me, like I do have, you know, a, a little acne, like my face is not like, oh, like perfect, but I know now what triggers it, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. it's hormonal. Sometimes it's like, if I eat a certain thing like chocolate, but chocolate, if it's like, like an Oreo, like if it's processed, if it's like a natural, like if it's just like dark chocolate, I'm okay. But mm-hmm. whenever it's something processed, boom, un granito por aquí, por acá. And I know that happens to a lot of people too. Yeah. And and it's not even one pimple here that like it's a lot. Like my face gets weird, but by by certain stages, like I, I feel like it changes yeah. like every seven years, <laughs> like yeah. our body, and it just comes up, and I'm like, oh my god, what's going on? And then. I'm sure a lot of people get frustrated like me and start trying so many different products and then lo hace peor, you know, it makes it worse. Yeah. And then you're like, oh my God, what should I do? What should I do? And right, right, and yeah. it's just crazy. You never know what exactly to go to your other dermatologist. They tell you, use this. I use something, it makes and it worse. And they give you like the strongest cream possible. And I'm just oh. thinking, no. Yeah. <laughs> I am scared. I'm, anything that has chemical, like whenever I see people using the Accutane, Accutane is it? Or the Accutane is so scary. Like you you can have all these serious complications with using it. And it's just like, there's so, remedios so, más suaves. <laughs> you know, and that's the thing. It's like because people are scared of like chemicals, they try to go to the natural side. And mm-hmm. then when you go to the natural side, you're like, oh, the, let me, they say you can have oil reactions. is good. Yeah. This isn't that. So it's like, what do we need to do? And I think like, that's why we need people like you that really care and has like the study and the experience to kind of tell, hey, listen, this is the type of product that you need for your product. And yeah, so I'm like, I'm glad that, you know, you exist. <laughs> Thank you. So yeah, so like now, for example, like with your services, like what does it look like? A, like, a, I mean, I'm not trying to like, make you do a consultation for everybody here in, in the podcast sure. but like how does it look like when what do you ask like what do you what is it that people need to know in order to have a consultation so i have i i have the link in my bio in my instagram mm-hmm. if you're curious you can, you can go check it out mm-hmm. but i have a survey to really understand one what people's routine is two what they don't like about their routine uh, three, if they want minor modifications or like a complete overhaul, they want me to completely redo their routine. And I also want to keep their budget in mind because contrary to popular belief, there's good brands that are affordable. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to spend $50 on a cleanser if you have acne. I know other brands. <laughs> you can get something for maybe $20, $30. It's just as good. So yeah. I really try to keep... keep um, people's budget in mind i like to look where where do they live where can they buy that product from a local business near them and the idea behind that is i want to keep a give people products that are in their budget and at the same time support local businesses because like in ulta or sephora one they don't carry the products that i'm going to recommend and two like they're not struggling during the pandemic as much as the smaller people so I'm trying to help the the estheticians so that they can keep their business open because it's expensive to have your own business, especially now when people are hesitant to go in and people are mm-hmm. rescheduling treatments all the time. And 
You have to be conscious of that. It's capitalism, like you were saying, but it's people's livelihoods. People have families to feed based on how many treatments they can give and how many products they can sell. So I'd much rather help the little guys than the big people where it doesn't matter. Yeah. So. I think that uh, there's also like a miseducation or misconception about mm -hmm. estheticians mm -hmm. because people think that estheticians, they just want to like, oh, they work for, for a spa and they just want to mm -hmm. get you to buy the products that the spa are selling, which sometimes some are like that. Pricey. Yes. Yeah. But then at the same time, it's like, oh, what do they know? Like, cause it's, I feel like people tend to go more to a dermatologist than an mm -hmm. esthetician. Yeah. And so can you explain, I mean, just for people that are like, what for you, like the difference between these two, like what is like the, the pros and like, let's say the cons or, or it's okay, go to both of them or just first go to this one. And then this one, mm -hmm. what's your opinion? Well, First, uh, first off, I love dermatologists. Had I discovered this passion back when I was doing my undergraduate degree, I might not have gotten it in uh, romance languages, but I might have done more of a biology field so that I could follow this path, the medical path instead, and become a dermatologist. But since I, since I went the other way, since I went into localization and marketing, and I still ended up in skincare, I did. I have noticed some some variations between between us. So dermatologists, they're great. They're very knowledgeable. They can diagnose and treat and they can perform life-saving operations if you have to have biopsies or skin cancer or any of these uh, amazing qualification, or amazing treatments. They're highly qualified. They're, they're much more qualified than estheticians in some regards. However, if you've ever gone for an appointment, you get maybe 10 minutes tops with them and it's all very rushed and it's all very very like it's like a it's like a line it's like a line of uh, an assembly line you feel like you're you, there's no intimate relationship at least in in my experience I don't know if maybe there's dermatologists maybe in smaller areas that can spend more time with patients that aren't super booked back to back but yes <laughs> whereas um an esthetician we spend 60 minutes minimum with you giving you a facial evaluating your skin under a lamp providing you with the specific routine. So although we're not as academically qualified, we, we give you a more, a more personal experience. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally makes sense. Because, for example, I've never been to an institution. And mm -hmm. when you recommend it, I mean, obviously I went to you, <laughs> but <laughs> I never been to like a spot like to do a facial or anything yeah. like that. Right. Uh, I don't even know why, <laughs> to be honest, maybe it could be financially or it's never been kind of something that I'm like, oh, this is what I need or, or, or it's I not afford. top of mind here in the U.S. It's not culturally as, as important. And, and the thing is, like people, I think people do like to do facials, but they they try to either buy the products to do it at home, you know, like mm -hmm. their facials or or they just have like, those little masks and they think that that's it. Yeah. What do you think they're about following, that? They're following the <laughs> they're fo they're following the YouTube self-guided the the sheet masks or the the peel off masks which I absolutely hate because they're so bad for the skin and they're so painful. Skincare shouldn't be painful. Mm. And yeah, people like people like saving money. People like don't have a lot of time to maybe go for a, once a month for a, for an hour facial and I get that. I think that there are 
There are more options. There, there are kind of express facials where you might not get extractions. You might not get as complete of a treatment, but you can go and get something done in half an hour. Mm. And then at least it's better than nothing. <laughs> yeah. What is the range of like a facial at a spa? Like the, the So cost? where I used to work, I think the basic facial was 70 and it can go up to $200 depending on the machines and everything. There are some that are very, very high end, but there are also some that are that are more affordable. And I'm actually in the process of consolidating a list of estheticians of color nationwide. That's going to be something that I'm going to be giving away to people that subscribe to my blog shortly. I'm in the process of consolidating it and finding the right platform because I don't want it to just be an Excel. I want it to be like kind of a drop down list where you can say, oh, okay, I live in, I live in, um, Hollywood, Florida, I need somebody near me and I don't speak very good English. Like I have a couple of recommendations of people that you could go see. So I'm trying to make it aligned with my brand in regards to that it's inclusive, it's multilingual and it's empowering women of color because we don't get enough representation and we don't get enough attention as we deserve. Yeah, that I think that that's awesome. And and that's why if you guys listen to what she said in the beginning, her brand is Beauty Traducida. And for those who don't know Spanish, uh, Google it. No, I'm kidding. So for the <laughs> it means <laughs> I'm just so bad. So beauty, beauty and traducida means translated, right? So, so beauty translated. So can you tell me a little bit of the backstory of it? Like I can't imagine why you name it that way, but like how did you came up? Mm-hmm. Like what's the little story behind that? So my boyfriend actually helped me with the name because we were we were brainstorming in a list and I actually went to a workshop about the importance of creating your own social media brand and then telling us, oh, go buy the domain, make sure you register the name, trademark it, all of these things. And yeah, I went home and Luis, I need your help. I need I need help design, deciding the, the name of a brand. I want to do it about skincare and I want it to be languages because those are my two passions. And then we were coming up with names and we were just like, oh, do we make it in Spanish? Do we make it in English? Do we make it a hybrid of both? And we came up with the name. I'm, I'm, I can't even remember what the thought process was bet- between combining those things. And I was actually considering even changing it because I'm starting my own podcast and it's with a different name. So I'm wondering, oh, do I change the name? Everybody knows me now with this other one. But yeah, it's it's it served me well. It's been great, and I'm not sure what's going to happen in the future, but I will keep you updated so you, that you can share it with your audience. Yeah. But yeah, I love translations. I love I love skincare, and I wanted to to combine combine the two. Awesome. Yeah. No. I mean, I think. I mean, this is like a side of the topic, but I think like, you should definitely keep Beauty Traducida the podcast only because mm-hmm. I, I I love the name actually. I love Spanish. As you can see, cheese and it matters. You know, that's that's, that's who I am. That's what I do. So I think it would be cool. But um, but yeah. So I, so one of the things that I think that a lot of people I see like it's been trending is talking about your your skin and also like the emotional part of it, right? Mm-hmm. Because as we know, I mean, you have gone through it. I have gone through it. Having some sort of skin uh, condition. Let's say it, it could be traumatizing. It could yeah. be very emotional. So I, I want to, I'm curious about like, how do you deal with that? Like when you started breaking out and, and so, and then your process of how to like, okay, you decided, okay, this is enough. Like, I'm not going to make this condition kind of dictate the person that I am. 
and how do you mm-hmm. feel like how do you look at yourself from back back then so i was in tears with my skin back then because when i had my breakout it was right when i was um in aesthetic school and we're always looking at each other's skin and we had each other under the mic- microscope not, not microscope the, the lamparita i don't even remember what the the term is but um yeah some my some of my teachers would have me lie on the bed so that everybody could look at my acne and it was horrible i would start crying because i was so embarrassed and everyone was telling me what was wrong with my skin and i i knew i have to look at that every day so it was it was a horrible experience but it it was necessary they picked me because that's part of our job we have to analyze people's skin conditions and and determine what products will treat it and yeah, it's it's a very emotional process, especially in the Colombian culture where we're so aniosas, we're so obsessed with how our appearance is. People look at our appearance first and then they decide, oh, okay, she's smart too, kind of thing. So going back to Colombia and go, having all my family criticizing it and telling me, oh, you should do this, oh, you should do this, and trying to treat me with like their remedios, that was hard too. But um, I got I got I got I got a hold of it by um understanding what was wrong with my diet and I was eating way too much cheese <laughs> and I needed to just have um, very intensive chemical peels and that's what helped me personally. Now if you're listening to this, this is not skincare advice because your skin is different than mine was. That This this was the, the, the treatment that we determined with my esthetician who had known me for years mm. and that was what ultimately cleared it up. As you can see, I have nothing so... It was it was that and getting my body used to the birth control and a lot of different things, but everyone's conditions are are unique and that's part of the reason why I love aesthetics versus dermatology because aesthetics is more customized. Like mm. Aesthetics is looking at the person, understanding their lifestyle, their budget, and just really treating the person instead of just giving everybody a prescription for, for a generic cream. You're giving them a personal experience. Wow. How long did it, when did it start? When, how old were you when it started and how long did it last it? It was about a year, so 25, 26. Oh, okay. So it was like a year ago, you said? No, I'm 30 now. Oh, okay. This was, this okay. was a while ago. Oh, okay, okay. So, yeah, because for me, it was my first breakout uh, was when I, I think it was like 20 maybe. And mm-hmm. that was when I started, I never really wear makeup, just like eyeliner and maybe lip mm-hmm. gloss. And then my best friend was like, oh, you need to like, let's put makeup. So I started buying foundation and all that. Sure. And I started wearing it, not every day, but wearing it to go to work and stuff like that. And then my skin, re- I guess, reacted to it. Yeah. Maybe it was not the makeup. Maybe it was something else. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I'm always blaming it to the makeup and I have like a love and hair relationship with it. Like I don't really wear makeup not like now because you see my lip, I have a, I have a mm-hmm. lipstick and then eyeliner and then mascara. That's it. If I That's have to it. wear something, maybe foundation for a special occasion, I do it, but yo me lo quito enseguida. Like I had to take mm-hmm. it off. Me I just, too. I'm the same way. I may need to therapy, <laughs> but I, this is the way that I have my relationship with makeup. <laughs> I I learned to love tinted sunscreens because it's like a little coverage, but then mm-hmm. it's beneficial for your skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so. told me you told me about it, so I'm like definitely gonna get it too. But so that, that was when I was 20 years old, and that was really bad. Like my skin broke out like crazy. Like it mm-hmm. was painful too. 
not painful mm-hmm. emotionally, but it was painful physically because mm-hmm. it will pop up a power. And I'm like, what am I doing? So I started buying everything, proactive, yeah. Neutrogena, uh, whatever, all of the stuff. Went to the yeah. doctor. She's like, okay, maybe what if you go uh, to a OBGYN? I went to OBGYN. She prescribed me the pill, right? The breath control. Mm-hmm. And the pill, that sounds like plan B. The, the breath control. <laughs> I was like, no plan B. No. <laughs> birth control. And and then actually, that actually helped me out. So I was like, okay, yay. So I was like taking it for a while, like maybe a few months. And then after that, I, I got off from then and I was fine. Then I started breaking out again a few months ago. Like uh, I think back in November or something like that, it started popping up a little here and there. And I'm like, okay, you know. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe, I don't know, something. But then it got really, really bad, I think, by December. December and January. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, but it wasn't really mm-hmm. painful. It was just, like, annoying, right? Yeah. And I started doing research and see. But prior to that, I was trying to do, like, the natural way. Ah, okay, okay, okay. My facials with coffee and sugar. This, no, is no, and no. that. This, and that. I know, all that stuff. Like, exfoliating and blah, blah, blah. So, my skin wasn't bad and then I started using this line that is vegan because I'm like scared of like any other mm-hmm. things that have like chemicals and all not like organic stuff and yeah but then I, I kind of decided to create a routine because I never really had a routine and that's on me I never really had like I don't you know with wipes you know like uh you know that ones that are for like yeah, yeah. remove stuff the and it was wipes. fine you know because I'm like the less things I use the better right exactly and yeah but then i decided to get serious about it and actually create a routine so i did a little research and that and i kind of found things that have helped me but obviously i want to improve and that's why i decided to to get a consultation with you but yeah Mm -hmm. it to talk about the emotional part it was really bad like i couldn't even look at myself in the mirror and yeah it's hard and i've always been like very confident not in a sense like oh i'm the shit you know like oh yeah crazy that no no no. it's always been kind of like i don't care about how i look mm-hmm. i'm more about like my persona and my energy but right. it somehow affects it because the worst part is when you know you have it and then you're talking yeah. to people and they're looking at it and, yeah and you getting distracted they don't focus on the person they focus on your acne yeah. exactly and then you're like like talking and you see them looking at it let's say you have a pimple by your chin they look at your chin and you're like trying to continue the conversation but because of they're looking at you mm-hmm. you feel like oh so I'm like, and people are rude people will call you out and be like what's on your face and what happened like, to your face oh and especially in our latina culture you know how we are like Ay, ¿qué pasó con tu cara? like what uh-huh. happened to your face i'm like you're like but is this on sancocho and i'm just like thank oh, you no. you're so sweet sancocho? <laughs> i never heard of that that's so bad sancocho oh man no no i never i've never like nobody has ever said that to me but um yeah yeah so so for people out there that their skin is like nice and then you look at people that have like some skin condition acne or whatever it is like just sort of advice like just do not look at it like we know we know that it's there so i feel like and don't don't suggest that and don't suggest they do like the TikTok remedies. I know there's like this jabón mexicano and like it just looks so strange. Like people use that for their acne. I don't, what, I haven't studied it? it, but it's like this jabón blanco. But it's like people buy it when they go back to Mexico and they, they're just like, ay, tráeme ese jabón blanco. And I'm just like, why? Just get like a salicylic acid wash, wash or a mandelic acid wash. It's not that, a, not that expensive. 
people like to do the remedios caseros, like I was telling you, like they're it worked for their tia, it worked for their cousin, so like it's gonna work for them. That's not how skincare works. Yeah, it, that's funny. I'm gonna look into it, but I'm not gonna buy it though. So it's no. uh, <laughs> just like, no, I'm watching you, girl. <laughs> no, no, I won't. No, but I, I think like yeah. So one of the things is like you can give advice based on what works for you. But that doesn't mean that it's going to work for another person. Like, mm-hmm. I have plenty of people tell me, oh, why didn't you do this? I mean, why are you drinking enough water? Like, asking me all those questions that I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm trying my best to yeah. live as healthy as I can. And even though I'm doing that, my it still pops out. Like, it's something else. It could be yeah. hormonal. It could be stress. I, it could be so many things. But we appreciate your advice. But at the same time, it's like, no. <laughs> And it's funny. I I made a meme the a while back. I think it said like you wouldn't take driving lessons from somebody without a license. Why would you do the same with your skincare? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like enough, able- enough with the TikTok and the Pinterest skincare. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, like, with, that's a problem. It's like, like there's so many influencers out there, and I get it. Yeah. They're influencers for a reason, and they're being paid to promote these things, but. Yes. They don't understand how the products work and how they penetrate the skin and who yeah. is it good for and who is it bad for. No. Yeah. I just listen to people. Like, I like to watch, like, either TikToks or Reels, whatever, or videos from people that I know that they are in the industry, that they explain what exactly this product has. Like, why mm-hmm. is it that it works? Not just like, hey, here, you know, such and such help my skin. Look how amazing it looks. Yeah, it looks amazing, but how why does it look amazing you know what i mean because your skin type is not the same as mine so it's gonna work for you but mine is going to get me three more pimples you never know exactly yeah so i think i think it's important to get like super educated on that especially when it comes to things that are so sensitive like our skin and not only facial but also like the rest of our body yeah. No, and that's why part of my consults I'm I'm recommending you go because my consults are virtual, so I'm looking at you and your webcam. But mm-hmm. um I'm suggesting spas near you where you can go have your first facial that carry the brand that I think is gonna work with you that's in within your budget so that you can try out the products and you don't have to buy the whole line. You can say, Oh, maybe I won't get the face wash this time, but I really like how the serum felt, let me pick it up kind of thing. Mm. So that's how I'm trying to kind of cut the cut the BS out of the out of the social media recommendations and really give people the chance to try it on them before they buy it kind of thing because you can't go to a big makeup store and try out all these products before you buy it you'd have to just go take it home try it maybe it works maybe it doesn't take it back and it's like it's exhausting it is exhausting yeah like taking care of your skin Sometimes, yeah, you said it shouldn't be painful, but it is tiring because and frustrating yeah. is because sometimes you don't even know what to what is good for you, you know, mm-hmm. until someone gives you, someone a professional gives you that recommendation and it starts working. Because once it starts mm-hmm. working, you're like, oh my god, it makes you feel so much better. Exactly. But I think like for people out there, they're going through a a skin uh i guess face because i like to call call it faces instead of like (laughs) oh i have an issue or like skin problems or stuff like that it's not forever it's not forever i just wanted to kind of maybe give like a word of encouragement it's like don't Mm -hmm. don't let the your condition right now or this stage determine who you are 
Yes, exactly. it is frustrating. It is annoying. It is mm-hmm. painful. People are going to look at you. You're going to feel like your confidence level is going to go low. But I think mm-hmm. like continue doing things are going to enrich your spirit and your soul because at mm-hmm. the end of the day, the person that who's inside your your spirit, your energy, that's what matters. Exactly. Because I could go on. I could I could look beautiful. Like, I, not beautiful. Let me not use the word because everybody's beautiful. I could look <laughs> like this, what society considers perfect and, and and you know, beautiful. Mm-hmm. And be a shitty person. Yeah. And what's the point? And it's it's funny. That just made me think of something else. So when we do chemical peels, maybe the skin that's up top isn't that beautiful to look at. But the skin that's underneath is newer and it's more pure and it hasn't been touched and it doesn't have the UV damage. It doesn't have the acne. So it is what's in the inside that matters. What you see outside is not a real reflection of who it is on the inside. So if you're listening to this and you don't you don't like what you see in the mirror, just know that your acne isn't your whole skin. <laughs> Deep down, if you want to get it, go get a laser treatment or a chemical peel or whatever your your professional determines. You do have beautiful skin underneath the the part that irritates you when you look in the mirror. So just don't lose hope and find professional help. And I'd be happy to help yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I you know what? And I, I kind of want to like change that when we say like normal or beautiful skin. Because I mm-hmm. feel that it's not that it's not beautiful. It's just what society has exactly. labeled as beautiful. So whenever someone has <clears throat> something on their, on their face that doesn't match how it's been portrayed, people start calling it ugly or disgusting or mm-hmm. something like that. It's just, uh, it's just different. It's just going through something. It's like, when yeah, you, it's like when you get pregnant, you know what I mean? People pregnant, their, 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 their belly is bigger. But why is it that considered beautiful? Because you're carrying it. But then it's like when you're not having baby inside, if you have a belly, that's considered uh, like disgusting fat, and fat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's all this thing. So I see the same Strange. way that the skin, I'm like, you know, it's, I'm still the same person. I'm still nice. You know, maybe mm-hmm. I may not look like everybody, like people that are, don't have anything, don't have freckles, don't have like mm-hmm. maybe scars or something like that. But I'm, I'm dope. You're dope. And scars are beautiful. It means you've been through things. It means you've yeah. fallen down. It means you went. You didn't just stay inside watching Netflix all day. You went hiking. Maybe you twisted your ankle, but that doesn't mean you have a story to tell. Yeah. So I feel like we need to normalize that. Like, yeah. really put it out there and be like, anything that, how do you say Lisa in, in English? Like, be at Lisa. Like, sm- like smooth. Smooth. Yeah. yeah, smooth. yeah. So, so, yeah, if our skin is not like smooth, it doesn't mean anything. It's yeah. just it's just going through a phase, you know. And like freckles are beautiful. Like I'm like super pecosita. Like me too. When my, my face skin. when the the summer comes out, I'm uh-huh. like, hey, freckles. And like <laughs> I don't know. I would always I would always be like having people recommending me X cream. Oh, this is how you get rid of it. And I'm just like, who said I wanted to get rid of it? Like I like how I look. Oh no. Like, those yeah, and they're just like, oh, you like. should put this like whitening cream so your skin's like more parejo. And I'm just like. Why don't you keep your mouth shut when I'm like, I'm not asking you for your opinion. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people come to be like, oh, maybe you need to do this. Like, oh, what if you use this? And I'm like, but I never said like someone told me, it's like, oh, have you ever considered like doing your eyebrows? And I was like, what do you mean doing my eyebrows? Like, I've never done my eyebrows, right? Uh-huh. I never do nothing. Okay. I'm just like, 
<laughs> the most basic person out there. And they were like, well, because, you know, your eyebrows are a little thin. And I'm like, uh, but I like them like that. Like, yeah, I'm you like it. Like, I I just hate when they do my makeup and they, like, start filling them in. I'm just like, no, dude, I tell them my best friend, she loves to do my makeup. And every time she's, like, filling them in and out with a pencil. And I'm like, girl, remove. Remove because... I'm like this, like I can't, I can't. I don't and you like feel it. like a payasa later on, like you just, you don't look like yourself. And I'm not making fun. I'm not judging people to do it. Okay. Yeah. Let's put that clear. It's just that for me, I don't feel like myself. It may look beautiful for other women, other people, but for me, I don't feel myself. So I'm just like no like stop telling me what to like how to fill them up and stuff like <laughs> my boy my boyfriend's so funny because like he'll be like Ay, te pintas de las cejas? and he'll like take his finger he'll lick it and he'll like start wiping it off and he'll be like that looks that looks better now <laughs> and i'll be beautiful. like he doesn't like it when you paint your, your cejas <laughs> he doesn't like it because i would go like too he'd think i would go like too dark or too thick or whatever uh-huh. And I'd be like, please, like, that's how I like it. But if you don't like it, I don't know, too bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, it will, whatever works for you, whatever makes you feel nice and, mm-hmm. and like, yourself, right? Because I don't want to even say, like, oh, what makes you feel pretty or beautiful because yeah. you are. But whatever, He doesn't like, like it enhances. when I look too, like, artificial. So he's just, he's not used to, like, seeing me and all these makeup and all these lashes and yeah. all this stuff. And it's better. It's nicer. It's less pressure. It's less... I get to sleep in longer in the morning. Hey, and your and your pocket and your pocket is like filling up. Exactly. So I'm just saying, I don't spend money in none of this stuff, and and that's not a priority. You know what I mean? Like it's no. it's not. So I mean, yeah, I I lo- I love aesthetics. I love the the world of it, but like I don't like it when people look too artificial and like too too perfect, like nobody looks like that like why are you trying to like it must be exhausting like aren't you hot in those jeans and like doesn't doesn't your shoulders hurt from that bra you're wearing that's holding your boobs up so high oh, like no. <laughs> <laughs> oh man disclaimer you know if, if do you you do you but we're still gonna make do fun you of it. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, disclaimer i'm not making fun of it but it's just i am if you see me in person you'll be like Ay, te ridicula. like like, natural you're so basic claire oh my god like can you put like a little labial like a little lipstick i have labial no 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 i'm just i can no no what I'm, it's funny because every time that i quote unquote wear makeup my there's always someone telling me oh hey when are you gonna put your makeup on uh-huh. and i'm like this is makeup this is makeup <laughs> like why you, why are you diminishing, diminishing my gains like this. my family would do the same thing whenever i do like my makeup or smoky i'll be like oh where are you going and i'll be like nothing i'm just, yeah, grab- just making just like tiktoks in my room I'm I want to bathroom. My- yeah <laughs> like so i'm watching funny. netflix but i felt like being fabulous yeah yeah whatever makes you it makes you feel good that's it period you know <laughs> if tu quieres ponerte un bra that has like pad it makes you look like you have more boobs it makes you feel good go for it if you want to put eyelashes you know go for it if you want to freaking i don't know put like a like a dot so it, it's like a un lunar go for it you know whatever makes you feel good do whatever floats your boat <laughs> 
yeah, like it is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, Claire, I am. This conversation has been so much fun, and I know that we can continue <laughs> talking. But I feel like we can do like another episode <laughs> at some point. And I'm appreciating you because of the work that you're doing with our community, especially community of color, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 talking about a topic that needs more light. I think, and also trying to help people and like I said, our community people of color and also like our our pockets, you know uh-huh. so so yeah, any word of advice that you would like to give to whoever is listening right now in regards of the skin, their emotional state, or whatever you want um in regards to your skin, take uh advice that you get from people with a grain of salt unless they're licensed professionals. And learn to love your skin. What the the industry I'm in, we we like improving it, but we also like passing people the mirror and showing and showing them what we did, showing them how we transformed their face, and now they're glowing and they're they're gonna look beautiful for the rest of the day. And they're they were always beautiful, but it's like now they can see it according to society standards, kind of a thing. So just yeah, um, you can you can always improve the way you look, but you can. It's more important to improve the way where you are and the way you interact with people as well. Yeah. Like it's not so surface level. You have to be a good person on the inside. Awesome. That's so. beautiful. That's beautiful. I know. Oh, yes, girl. You put me on so, the spot there. I just like. I know. Mm-hmm. And I, I love that because sometimes it comes like a lot of things and then you're going to be thinking, oh, I should have said this. <laughs> no, no, but this was beautiful. Um, so anyways, for those who are interested in getting in consultation with you, where they can find you? So I'm on all social media platforms, Beauty Traducida. You can follow me on Twitter. I do a lot of just random thoughts and sharing other posts. Mm-hmm. And I talk to a lot of cosmetic chemists there and other estheticians. And I'm on Instagram. I'm posting there every day, Beauty Traducida. My blog is beautytraducida.com. And soon I will be having a podcast, so stay tuned for that, and I will let you know where you can find that. And this is great. Yeah, no, thank you. No, thank you so much for joining me on this chisme, and I hope to talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Wow, guys, I am so happy I was able to have this conversation with Claire because, like I said before, this topic has always been very close to my heart. It has affected me mentally, emotionally, and it sucks. And I'm sure a lot of you who have experienced the same thing with your skin, sometimes you feel, like, frustrated, upset, like you don't know what to do, and that affects even more to <laughs> to our skin. And it's, like, it's just a whole cycle. But, yeah, I think it's very important for us to talk about this educate ourselves because like we said there's a lot of things that this companies wants to put out there to sell it to us but it doesn't work for everybody so just educate yourself and try to go to someone like claire who cares about uh this topic and care about and cares about our health and and just wants to give you the best advice so yeah thank you claire once again and like we said you can follow her uh to her different social media outlets i'm going to put it in the description of the episode and for those who don't know i do have an online store called vive tu vida now so if you guys want to go and support and see the cute stuff that i sell just go for it um i will appreciate it and also if you would like to leave a review on apple Podcasts, i will appreciate it as well thank you so much for uh to everyone who has been listening and tuning in and i just wish you a amazing rest of the week surround yourself with good vibes still your mask 
and be authentic. I will talk to you next time. Ciao.